Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to week seven. Yes, I got it right, right this week. Look at that. Week seven of the sports podcast, in which we're going to kind of go over you know, our NFL 9 recap. We're going to go over our midseason report cards so far. Yep. We're going to also go over a week 10 preview for the NFL. Yep. There's some news and notes to uh, go over with the NFL as well. Yep. Uh, we'll quickly highlight a little bit in the NHL. Um really been slacking lately, but there have been some real power shifts in the NHL recently. Yeah. Uh, the Avs have been really bad the last the couple of days. The Bees have stayed dominant. Very consistent. Um, and then all the awards yes. that have so far been so released. So far released. Next week, we will finish them with yes. what hasn't been released as of recording this. Yes. And some big news in Major League Baseball when it comes to Red Sox, Boston yes. Red Sox. Oakland A's are pretty much... Uh, Look like they're set going into spring training, but your Boston yes, Red Sox look like they're about we got, to blow everything up. We got one re-sign ish. No, he he just didn't, he didn't opt out. Yeah, and then one person who there's been no talks about. Yep, who we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Yes, exactly. So let's get right into the NFL uh, week nine recap. It started Thursday night. Uh, 49ers versus the Cardinals. This was a close game, 28-25. 49ers remain undefeated, which is really yep. important because now, after what happened later on on Sunday, yep. they are the only, only remaining undefeated team exactly. remaining. Exactly. Um, my big take on this uh, was a sequence at the end of the second quarter, which essentially was the difference in this game because um, the Cardinals did everything they had to do right at the end of the second quarter. They stopped Kittle short on third and goal. Team was coming out. Um, the 49ers being aggressive like they are, they're going to go for it on fourth down. Called the running play, stopped. Cardinals are going crazy. They, they're they going to go into the half. They're going to be down 14-7. Nope. Kingsbury called the timeout right before the snap. So what happens? 49ers set up quick, essentially in the exact same formation, except for one little change where they put a receiver in the backfield as a fullback. He goes out into the flat, scores a touchdown. Completely changes the game. The game goes from being 14-7 at half, now 21-7. The bigger implication of this was that the Cardinals stopped the 49ers on their first drive in the second half yeah. and then went right down the field and scored. This game's completely different at 14-14 instead of 21-14. Yeah, it is. So that's the way I look at it because the at the end of this game, the 49ers wouldn't have gotten the ball back with the lead. They would have gotten the ball back being behind four points and then subsequently would have had to go down the field to win the game, not just yeah. drain clock. Yep. Um, up next, we had the London game where we had the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than it was, but Te- the Texans beat the hell out of the Jags, 26-3. to Yeah, I mean, um, no way for Minshew's magic to work. He can't be throwing the ball 40 times. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Texans are actually starting to really show dominance again without, like, big pieces. I mean, yeah, they're beating up on the Jaguars, but um, they're leading their division now after what happened with the Colts, you know. Yep. And this is their most complete game of the season. Yeah, it is. Period. And it helps out when Carlos Hyde goes for 160 yards, so this way that he can complement Watson very well because Watson had himself a good game. You know, not a lot in the yardage side of it, but he did everything he had to do to make sure his team, you know, didn't fall to a team that they need that they should beat. You know, unlike other quarterbacks who were drafted in the same draft as him, making the plays to assure that his team doesn't fall to a team that they should be beating. And the big thing is, is if you go back and you watch this game, he's running around for his life at certain points because his offensive line can't block. Yeah. And he's making plays with his legs to extend plays so his receivers can make get a couple open. of moves and just get open, which was awesome. So... Uh, next game was the uh, Bills and the Redskins. Uh, Bills 
get their bounce back against uh, arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, 24-9 over the Redskins. Um, it was nice. They were very effective uh, in this game. It was a get-right game. Yeah, it was because, you know, over well, they were 50% on third down, which was nice. Um, they didn't make any mistakes, no turnovers in this game, which is really nice. They were very stifling on defense, and their run-to-pass ratio is where it needs to be for this team. This team needs to be running the ball a little bit more, not putting the game in uh, Josh Allen's you know, arm, not putting on his shoulder because yeah. he's still a second-year quarterback. He still has a lot to learn with this NFL. Yeah, he's he's he's. I'm not saying he's not ready, but I don't think he's ready to be a starter. No, yet exactly. Um, but to me, uh, there's a player I want to highlight on the losing side on this, and that's Adrian Peterson. Um, another big game for him: 108 yards on 18 carries. He now has 491 yards this year. That's crazy. Okay. Through eight games. And you have to remember, most of those yards have come in the last three weeks because he's been really balling these last couple of weeks. Does he break 1,000 yards this year? He broke it last year with the Redskins. Does he break it again this year? And if you look over who he's going to be playing, he's going to be facing the Jets, the Lions, the Panthers, the Packers, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys. So the looking at that, there are only two defenses that he will struggle against. Okay. And that is the Packers and the Eagles. Oof. I wouldn't say the Eagles rush defense. They were kind of gifted this past week. Um, that with, with lots of mistakes on the head coaching side for the Bears, we won't get into it. The Eagles, I think, are a little bit more of a sieve when it comes to the running game. My thing is, is which of these teams are going to keep the the Redskins in games to keep handing the ball to Adrian Peterson? That's true because they're going to want to start developing their quarterback Haskins. So who is going to be a team on this list that's going to allow the Redskins to? Hey, let's just keep handing the ball to Adrian because he's churning out good plays. The Jets for sure. The Lions are falling apart. And the Giants. Those are three teams that are going to allow the Redskins to stay in games. Now, yeah. can the Redskins stay in games against both the Panthers and the Cowboys? I don't know. I, it, it, it's all going to be on what their defense can do against them too. Yeah. As far as the Eagles and the Packers, I think the game's just going to get out of hand way too quickly because the offenses yeah. are going to be too good against the, the skins. The, the skins. Now, that doesn't say that Adrian Peterson can't single-handedly put the Redskins on their back against the Packers. He's done that in the past when he played for Minnesota. But then again, he was also three years or four years younger. So I think he hits a thousand yards this year. I think it'd be really nice uh, that he does that again. And I think he'll. I think he'll definitely do it because he'll get. Looking at this list, I think he could get to 160 to 180 to even 200 yard games. Oof! I don't know if he's got the leg power to do that anymore, man. I mean, he's only he's only getting 18, 16 carries a game. He's gonna have to average at almost 10 yards a carry. I he only needs to get 64 yards a game to get to a thousand this year. That's all he needs to get to. So he needs to basically have games like he's having right now, where he's getting 118, 108, 112. 95 where he can make up for maybe where yeah. he gets where he puts up a 40 burger or a 30 yeah. burger you know what i mean because there's going to be a defense on here uh, i mean i'm again just looking at it real quickly there's a possibility the packers defense only gives him 20 yards yeah that's yeah. a that's a very high possibility and it's the same thing with the eagles he may only touch the ball four times yeah and he may get 25 30 yards on those four touches but the, the redskins are going to be so far out of that game yeah that Haskins has to drop back and throw it. Yeah, they're times. only going to get 15, 20 minutes of possession in that game. Yeah, exactly. So how are you going to utilize that possession with Adrian yeah. Peterson is really going to be key. Yeah. But could the Redskins also just be like, you know what, let's give the old man his, uh, his due and just yeah, keep exactly. feeding him the ball. Yeah. So, I, I see him hitting it just Cause, because Because I think they're reasonable. so far gone so far in oh, this, yeah. that they're just like, you know what, we're not playing for a playoff position. Let's just play for Peterson. Yeah, 
and, and, and there's a possibility they could let him get to a thousand, eleven hundred, yeah, twelve hundred yards. I mean, it's it's possible he's a great running back, but which I don't know how much longer he's got left. He's got two more years. He's got two more years. He's going to start hunting down um, those records. He he's behind Frank Gore because Frank Gore's third all time, I believe, yep. rushing. He's behind Frank Gore and he's behind Barry Sanders. So I think that puts him fifth all time. Because I think he's ahead of Jim Brown. So if he's ahead of Jim Brown behind Barry Sanders, he's going to pass Sanders. Yeah. Gore may retire at the end of this year. He may not. It all depends on what the Bills look like coming yeah. out of the offseason. Yeah. It's going to be two and one. Smith's going to be hard to catch because Smith played for so long and was consistent for so long. And Peyton, I mean, he's arguably the greatest running back of all time. And yeah. When you talk to anybody, 100%. He, he did everything for the Bears. So... Um, but I'd like to see. I, I think Peterson's got two more years in him. Two okay. more healthy years. I can see that. Yeah. Um, next game is Panthers and Titans. Panthers go over Titans. Um, thirty to twenty. Um, just a lot of miscues again for the Titans. That's what cost them in this game. They're uh, yeah. They just inefficient on third downs, turnovers, penalties. The Titans are beating the Titans at this point, and it doesn't help. Yeah. You have Ryan. Uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback. Yeah. He's he's no no exactly. Um, but. You know, McCaffrey, man, keeps keeps putting up yards. Yeah, McCaff- McCaffrey, I was talking to Matt today, and Matt was really saying that McCaffrey has MVP mat- potential. He does, but he's on a losing team. Yeah, he is. Losers don't win MVPs. Yeah. You know I mean, this isn't baseball where Alex Rodriguez gets an MVP title because he's that good and does that much for Seattle. No offense, if you're an MVP, you should be able to elevate your team a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, McCaffrey is doing everything he possibly can. He accounted for yeah, 40% exactly. of their offense. I mean, yeah. the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Um, up next, we had a Super Bowl three rematch between the Chiefs and the Vikings. Yep, I'm going to keep calling out old Super Bowls every time I see them, guys, just so you know. Yeah, and that was 26-23. Uh, to 23. Um, It was a great back-and-forth game Yeah. Uh, between the two teams in control of their playoff lives yeah. at this point. Um. It was nice. And nice to see the Chiefs actually pull out a win without Pat Mahomes. Well, not just pull out a win without Pat Mahomes. Pull out a win at home. Yeah, finally. They've lost three in a row. Three at in a Arrowhead. row at home. That's crazy. Like, I can't remember the last time they did that, and I didn't look up that stat, but I know it's been a long time since they've lost three in a row it, at home. It used to be that, oh, we're going to Arrowhead. This is going to be bad. Yeah. And then the last three teams before the Vikings do go to Arrowhead, they were like, Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Yeah, we'll survive. We'll be yeah, fine. Exactly. It's not the old Arrowhead. The thing is, the old Arrowhead, when you talk to old football pundits and they talk about the old Arrowhead Stadium, that was a stadium where the noise got trapped into the stadium. And when people were bouncing on those benches, on those seats, the whole stadium would sway. Yeah. Like, that's what old Arrowhead was. This new Arrowhead where all the safety concerns and building regulations exist in this, you know, this millennial age. Gotta hey. protect everybody. <laughs> What? I'm just being honest, man. It's it's ridiculous. Um, big weapons in this game, though. I mean, the fact that um, Matt Moore put up 275 yards, it says a lot about the weapons that he had on his team this week. Tyreek Hill went for 140. Damian Williams, the running back, went for 125. Yes, 91 was on one play. I understand that. But at the same time, he had to break the 91-yard run. He yeah, had he to be able to get his block set up. And he had to be yeah. able to outrun everybody. Um, no feeling. I know. It really, really, really hampered this offense. Yeah. It does. Feeling's almost that safety blanket for uh, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Is, uh, 
Is Dick still playing with Minnesota? Yeah, Dick's okay. still with Minnesota. He yeah. didn't get traded before the deadline. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of talks that he was going to get traded. Yeah. No, he's still there. Okay. Because Minnesota's in contention. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, they need Diggs because Diggs is the one that did the Minnesota Miracle a few years ago. Yes. Um, But that's not why they need Diggs. They need Diggs because they need someone to compliment Thielen. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If Minnesota had been a 4-4 four and four team or a... a um, they would have traded Diggs. They would have traded Diggs because he was talking a little too much. Yeah. But because they're in contention, they'll deal with his mouth. Yeah. Because they'll keep feeding him the ball when they have yeah. to. So. Next game, the Finns wow. get their first win. And now two is going to end up as a as a uh, bangle. bangle. That's it. Um, Finns 26, Jets 18. Finns scored three TDs with Fitzpatrick passes. Yeah. All all in the second quarter, by the way. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. That is beard is real. gorgeous. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Harvard Elite right there. The Dolphins are now not in the last place in the East. Nope. That belongs to the Jets. Yep. And have shown life the last three weeks. They have. Um, Sam Donald just keeps throwing picks, dude. It's got to be those ghosts. They followed him from New England. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And a question to you. Do the Jets move on from Adam Gase? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. They, they need to rebuild? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, 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 Adam Gase is god-awful. Adam Gase had had one good season as an offensive coordinator, and he piggybacked it to two head coaching jobs. His one year where he was offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears with Jay Cutler at the quarterback, and yep. everyone saw what he was able to do with Jay Cutler. Yeah. He was able to then piggyback that into becoming a head coach of the Dolphins, in which he got fired. Yeah. Then he just became the head coach of the Jets, and he caused all kind of turmoil this offseason, got the, got the GM fired. He's out. He is out. He's gone. Yeah. At one and seven, he wanted the he wanted the team to be the way he wanted the team to be, and they've done nothing this year. Who is their win against? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, let me check that real quick. I do not know who they beat because I haven't. Um, I really haven't been following them ever. I mean, they're awful. The team's awful, yeah. dude. I mean, there's nothing else you can say about it. They just they're bad. Uh, there are a few teams that have one win. And the only team that I know that has one win is the Atlanta Falcons, and I know who they have that win against. Oh, man. They should be 0-8. Well, you know what? they're not. Things happen. You know, Julio Jones is a hell of a talent. That's why. Yes. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can say against that. Okay. They beat the Cowboys. That's right. Oh, yeah. That was a week where Sam Donald went off, and yeah. then the next week I'm like, they're going to beat the Pats. And they didn't. They didn't beat the Pats. And I will continue to say this because we're going to get to what happened to the Pats this week. Yeah. And I'm getting proved right over and over and over again about this Patriots offense. Over and over yep. and over again. We're going to skip the next game, though, because we had not Yeah, we're going to talk, talk about, about that yet. last. Yes, we will get into that, okay? Steelers, Colts, 26-24. The Colts Steelers. are on their third-string quarterback. They're on their third-string quarterback. Yeah, Luck retired. Jacoby Brissett's hurt. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, he had a good game. 17 for 26 with three TDs. Not bad. Game. No, not bad. Um, Another uh, former Patriot. Yeah. You know, back for up. all of about a year. Yeah, back up to Brady. No, he spent a little bit more time there. Did he? Yeah, he spent a little more time. He was Brady's backup for a couple of years, but he was also in Houston with Bill O'Brien, and Bill O'Brien was a uh, Bill Belichick alum. Yeah. And it's just like you're just seeing more of the of the bloodlines of the Patriots throughout a lot yeah. of these AFC teams. Yep. Um. I'll tell you something right now. The Steelers have all of a sudden caught fire 
after I basically called them a dumpster fire a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did. I called them a dumpster fire and said that they have nothing to play for. The Ravens are going to run away with the division, and the Steelers are just playing for pride. They're not playing for pride. They may win. A, they may get in the wild card. Yeah. They may get a wild card they spot. They have a fire under this, their ass. This AFC is not as definitive Run away with. that we thought it was a couple of weeks ago. Because a couple of weeks ago, we had the Bills, and we had either the Colts or the Texans getting it. Yeah. Because we called the North garbage because you had the Bengals, the Steelers, and uh, the uh, Browns all with basically two wins at that point. Yeah. And the West was the Chiefs, and then everybody else was cannon fodder. Yeah. All of a sudden, the Steelers have just rattled off wins. And I'm kind of, I think 10 wins is going to have to get you in the wild card in the yeah. NFC. Because now with the Colts, who actually, actually, if they finish with 10 wins and the Steelers finish with 10 wins, the Colts are out because of this head to head loss. Yeah. Okay. So if you look over the Steelers' remaining schedule, okay, this week they're at home against the Rams. They follow that up with back to back road games. Against the Browns and the Bengals. Then they go back home against the Browns. Then they go to Arizona to face the Cardinals. Then they're back home against the Bills. And they end the season with two road games. At the Jets and at the Ravens. Currently, they're 4-4. They have to win six of these games. What six do they win? Because to me, the only two games that they realistically could lose are the Rams and the Ravens. So, I have them winning. I have them... Losing to uh, L.A. Okay. I have them beating Cleveland. Okay. Beating Cincy. Yeah, because everybody does. Beating Cleveland. Okay. Beating Arizona. Okay. Losing to Buffalo. Oof. Beating New York. Losing to the Birds. So they're out. They're you, don't out. Have, you don't have them making the bolt. I do not. Wow. No, I think the Colts will do it. I haven't beaten the Bills, and the Bills are out. I... I d- the Bills are not it, showing me it's, anything. It's all coming. It all comes down to how they perform throughout the rest of the season. If the Bills continue to start snowballing down, then I mean they got the win this week. But they, again, it's it's not it's not the Buffalo Bills we saw before the bye. Yes, and the Bills are now going to start getting into the heart of their schedule. They're going to start getting into some real competition. Yeah, I beat up on the Steelers a couple of weeks ago because they weren't showing us anything. Week one, they got absolutely. Destroyed by the Patriots. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? What was it like thirty-three to three? It was it was something like that. It was ugly, and you lose your starting quarterback. Then you yeah. lose your backup quarterback, and somehow this team has somehow rallied. Yeah. To to make themselves relevant, and you got to tip your hat to Mike Tomlin. I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think he makes a lot of bad choices with his personnel. I mean, you look at the team that they fielded three years ago: Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yep. He, um, um, all the defensive talent that they had. The, none of those guys are left, pretty much. Roethlisberger's hurt. Juju Smith-Schuster's still on the roster, but AB no Antonio sitting Brown. at home. He's sitting at home. Bell's in Bell's New York. Bell's doing nothing with the Jets, and that's another reason why Gase is going to get fired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Gase didn't want Bell. They didn't want him to spend the money, but he's not utilizing Bell the right way. No, he's not. And with all the money that they're dumping into Bell, yeah. the Jets' ownership's not going to be happy with how he's being no. used. I have, I, I'm have I'm looking over this. They could surprise the Rams. They could surprise the Rams because they're at home. They win that. They beat the Browns, Bengals, Browns, beat the Cardinals, beat the Bills, beat the Jets, and lose to the Ravens. You have them going... 11-5. 11-5 this season. 11-5. And they make the playoffs in the wild card, and then they lose to the Patriots. 
or they lose to whoever the number f- well the Patriots are going to be the one seed the two seeds going to be the Ravens so they have to lose to whoever the three seed is the Texans yeah they have to lose to either the Texans or the Chiefs yep and I could actually I could see them upsetting the Chiefs at Arrowhead at Arrowhead and then they have to go to New England to face the Patriots and that's where they lose yeah you know what I mean and then the AFC championship game is between the Ravens and the ba- and Ravens the, New England and, and New England and but, the Ravens beat them again no We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. We'll get to that. Because right. there's something about Belichick that always catches me when it comes to these quarterbacks. Okay. They didn't look good this week, but there's a little there's something different about them second okay. time around. Um Raiders, another team, another win. Thirty one, Lions twenty four. The Lions have just proved me wrong time and time and time again. You know, I said that they could have been the class of the NFC North and what have they done since? Nothing. Nothing. They they are the Lions of old. Can, can can I finally say that the NFC North is the worst division? It's not. No, it's the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. It's the it's, NFC it's, East. It's the NFC East. It's still the NFC East. It will always be the NFC East. Not always. No, it will. For a very long time. Daniel Snyder is a crap owner, so the Redskins will never be good. True. Okay. The Giants. Let's, yeah, okay. So we're going to have two good teams in the East at forever, and that's going to be Eagles-Cowboys, and it's going to flip-flop every couple of years. Well, uh, we'll see. You know what I mean? The I Cowboys have no could, face in the Giants. No, but the, the the Cowboys could run away at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eagles Eagles caught fire with some with some lucky breaks with Nick Foles. Yeah, Kid, I I will agree. I all kidding aside, as an Eagles fan, as an Eagles fan, I say that we should have kept Foles and traded away once. Yeah, you're not wrong there, man. You're not wrong. I mean, yeah, Foles is hurt right now, but you're not wrong. Foles is the one who led you through those playoff yeah, games, and he was the one that got us to the playoffs last year. Because Wentz got hurt at the end again. of the season again. And he won a playoff game. Yeah. Again. Uh, it's just what it and is. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, our backup quarterback, Nate Sudfield, is hurt. Yeah. So we'd be on our third string if Wentz got hurt again. Yeah. Who's that, your punter? I Probably. Probably. I have well, no idea. Most teams, uh, emergency quarterbacks, they punter unless you're the Chicago Bears, and it's Tariq Cohen. Let's not even get into that. <laughs> um, the nice thing about the Raiders is they went back to using Jacobs this week, and they actually used... Um, Jalen Richards, who's another running back on their roster, and both these guys really made plays. I mean, Jacobs went for 120 and two touchdowns, and Jalen Richard set up this last drive. He had four touches on the last drive for 66 yards. He essentially moved this team down the field by himself, and uh, John Gruden designing plays to get the ball in this kid's hands because he was dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. But still the same old Raiders. Penalties, penalties, penalties. Yep. Just got Dirty it. team. Yeah, very dirty. Um, the Lions, man, Stafford, that end zone, end zone interception, just just kills, man. You can't be throwing picks in the end zone. You can't. And you lose the game heartbreakingly because you're driving the ball again. And they lose by a safety. No. No? No, the ball gets knocked down in the end zone. It just, you get to the oh, one-yard line. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, the safety just makes a hell of a play on the ball, but it sucks because you're on the one yard line. Why? Why wouldn't you run up, line up in a, in a run formation? Yeah, just put the ball put in the Stafford's ball. head, or even in your running back's hand. Put it in your running back's hands and just have him push the pile. Exactly. Win or or jump the pile. Win or lose that way. Yeah. I mean, Stafford's your best player, but it's like yeah. Now that a, Megatron's gone, he took a bad sack two plays before that. Then he throws another ball that gets him down to the one-yard line. 
Then they had to rush the setup. The Raiders save them by calling a timeout. So it allows them to actually design a play. Design a run play. Put the ball in the running back's hands and power through. Make a yeah. play. And, th- and that's how you could have ended that game. You could have won that. You could have tied that game at that point. Yeah. Actually, knowing the lines, you probably would hit the upright. True. Up next, we had an overtime finish, and it was a really exciting one. We were actually listening to the radio call on the way home from yes, Philadelphia we were, for that game. Seattle guys lost their mind on yeah, the Yeah, we were listening call. to the Seattle call because I, I like the Seahawks, and their call is so good. Seahawks 40, Bucks 34 in overtime. Bucks limit mistakes. They can play with the best teams when they when they limit their mistakes. Now, Didn't they- lose a turnover battle. But had eleven penalties, four resulting in Seahawks first downs. Yeah, so they limited their mistakes, but they still made mistakes that allow a good team to take advantage of it. Yeah, so Wilson led a drive at end of regulation for a game-winning kick, missed wide right. God, and that kicker missed a couple of kicks in the game. Too. Yeah, it's it it sucks to see kickers. These guys who I don't want to call them part time, but man, they put they basically put the fate of a franchise on their feet yeah and can affect teams not just for one season but for multiple seasons mm-hmm. Cody Parkey yeah I was gonna say Dave knows his knows his way about missed kicks I know my way about missed kicks and made kicks look at Robbie gold in 2006 in the uh in the uh, NFC divisional game you yeah. know what I mean made that kick pushed him onto the NFC championship game right mm-hmm. Now, and you look at Cody Pocky last year. Look yeah. at Adam Vinatieri up here in the Northeast. How many Super Bowls did Adam Vinatieri win for the for the uh, multiple? Exactly. I feel a few of the first of them. Three, three of them. Three. You know what I mean? He he was the key cog shell for three Super Bowl wins. Yeah, he kicked the last play on two of them, but it's just one of these things where kickers have all this power, and if you don't have a kicker who gets his head right, he can really hurt a franchise. Luckily. Luckily, the Seahawks have Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Wilson then takes the ball in the overtime and leads them down the field in 10 plays to win the game and not give the Bucs a chance. Nope. MVP, MVP, MVP. Five TDs. And then my old boy pick went 13 for 152 with two TDs. He showed up. No, oh, of course he did. That's what he needs to do. He Tyler Lockett is Russell Wilson's... Um. The guy from the Lions. Why can't I think of his name? Megatron. No, 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 no. The wide receiver they have right now. The one uh, that that that, that, that sure. um, Stafford is just locking on. Oh, um, Marvin Jones. Yes. Just locking on Marvin Jones for every play. Yeah. That's Russell Wilson. That's like uh, Brady's Walker. Yeah. Or Edelman. Or Edelman. Or, or Moss. Gronk. Or Moss. He he knows that he can throw him the ball and a play is going to happen. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. He's utilizing DK Metcalf very well right now, yeah. who's a rookie who's still learning his ropes. But he that's the thing about having a good quarterback. Wilson is a phenomenal quarterback. Yeah, he is. He is in the MVP conversation, and oh, yeah. we will get to that later yeah, on. We will. Um next game. Broncos Browns. Broncos beat the Browns twenty four to nineteen in this game. Bond burner. Oh yeah. Browns outgained uh three fifty one to three oh two, outpossessed thirty five minutes to thir- uh thirty five minutes to twenty five minutes. And made less mistakes, five penalties for 40 with zero turnovers to seven penalties for 55 and one turnover. But they still lost because they're the Browns. Yeah, well, they're the AFC's version of the Chicago Bears at this moment. Yeah. All this talent, all this hype on paper, this team that's going to 
go out and they're going to prove their mettle. Yeah, but they don't know how to do it. They can't put it together. Can't they, put it together on the field. It's it's like having a game plan, having everything ready, but there's no execution. For the Browns, I'll say yes. For the Bears, I'll say it's a completely different thing. We'll talk about that a little later. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, this was a shock. Yeah, Chargers destroying the pack. Yeah, the 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 the, the score doesn't talk about the domination in this game. No, because the Packers were shut out and not just the first quarter, but the first half. It's it it's the fact that the Chargers kept them in the game by kicking field goals. Yeah. And 184 total yards by the Packers this year. This is not the Rodgers that we know. Offense that we know. No. This new offense he's not comfortable in and it's definitely showing um the Packers were just lucky that this wasn't like a 50 burger put on them. Yeah. Because the the Chargers just kept kicking field goals in in the red zone. It was like they were the Chicago Bears from last week. Yeah. They played the Bears last week. They saw, oh, we'll just kick field goals in the red zone. And that's what they did. That, that's all they did. They kicked field goals. Yeah. Their first three possessions, first three scores were all red zone field goals. What, they see the Bears blueprint? It was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I don't I don't get it. But they, they came out with the win. They came out with the yeah. win. And, and they came out with the win on the best team in the NFC North. And they, they didn't just win. They dominated that's yeah, the, that, that's the key here is how badly the packers were dominated by this team I now who do the packers play next week who do they play next because week? whoever they play is going to eat one of the worst losses to the packers because the packers are going to be hungry they play carolina in green bay oh carolina will be smoked in that game not if christian mccaffrey has anything to say about it that's true very true moving on to the Sunday night football game. Whew. Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots. We were listening to this game as well. Yeah, we had a long drive. Yeah, we did. We had about a six-hour drive. Yep. Pat's D always has trouble in the first uh, time seeing a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson. Every time, man. Jackson time. runs over that team. It's... I don't know what it is about these quarterbacks who can use their legs. Whether it's Deshaun Watson... Whether it's Lamar Jackson, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky, Russell Wilson, they all give Andrew Luck another guy. Yeah, these young, athletic, mobile quarterbacks who don't necessarily need to be Michael Vick mobile or Vince Young mobile or RG three mobile. They just got to be mobile enough where they're moving the pocket, they're making the linebackers cheat up a little bit and have to spy. It changes the defensive dynamic on these on on the New England Patriots, but it doesn't work a second time. And that's why I don't think the Ravens. If the Ravens have to play the Patriots again, the outcomes. You think the different. Patriots are going to beat the Ravens? Yeah. Okay. I can see it. Um, the Patriots saw something in this game on their offense with a certain package that they were using. Um, but the Ravens were doing enough on defense to keep the Patriots out of the end zone because the Patriots did have to sell for a few field goals. It's just that I'm getting proved right time and time and time again by this Patriots team. It took their defense and their special teams and a mistake by a former Patriot, Cyrus Jones, yep. to set up the Patriots to even make this a game. Because this game was a blowout after the first quarter. It was 17 nothing after the first quarter. Yeah. And what does Cyrus Jones do? He muffs a punt. And he sets them up. And what happens? They score a touchdown. And then Mark Ingram fumbles. And what happens? The defense holds and gives them a field goal. The Patriots cannot do what they've done these past few years with their offense. Yeah. They cannot sustain drives. They cannot get on 15, 
16, 12, 11 play drives to go right down the field like Brady of old because he doesn't have the weapons that he can just spread it out to. You know what I yeah. mean? James White, as good as he is, eventually the teams will just figure out, okay, well, we're going to chip him out of the backfield so this way it slows him down a little bit and our pass rush will get to Brady because yeah. the pass rush is getting to Brady because the offensive line is missing Dave Andrews, is missing um, Brown who went over to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They're missing Isaiah wins her. It's Skarnakia can do a lot with little, but he he has way too little at this point to do anything with. Yeah, and that's what's sad. But the Patriots, I think, will get their comeuppance if they have to play him a second time because yeah. they're going to have to come back to New England. I don't see New England losing three games this year, and the Ravens, I think, already have two losses. So the Ravens are bound to lose at least one more game this year. Okay, so they're going to have to come back to New England. New England's going to get the number one seed. Okay. Um, in the Monday night game, a game that I needed to go the other way. Cowboys 37, Giants 18. If the Cowboys feed Zeke, they are tough to beat as the team is designed to go through him and the O-line. That is a fact, guys. That is a fact. That team is designed to be a power-running team, work off the play action, and subsequently protect Dak Prescott. That's what it is. And that defense is hungry. Oh, yeah, they were. Five sacks, three forced turnovers. My God. The the linebackers, Jalen Smith and Sean Lee, unbelievable in this game. Jalen Smith had a sack and combined. I think there was like 24. There must have been three of those guys on the field each. Those guys were all over the place, making plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, There was a play, I think it was in the third quarter, where um, at the beginning of the, I think beginning of the third quarter, um, Saquon Barkley took a uh, took a screen pass and went for like 60 yards or something like that. I think it was like 60 or 65 yards. He took that screen pass, set up a Giants field goal, which kept the game close. Later on in the third quarter, they tried to set up the exact same screen pass, and Sean Lee dropped Saquon Barkley for like a nine-yard loss. Yeah. It, it was incredible. I, I I never even saw him coming. And this is a guy who Sean Lee, everybody thought was done because of Van Der Esch. Yeah. Everyone thought Sean Lee was done. The Cowboys are going to move on from him. Um, some team would pick him up. You know, his injury last year was, you know, the twilight of his career. The kid's coming out and he's having a, another stellar season, which yep. is really nice. Marvin Jones, yep. eight for a 126 and a touchdown. Yeah, going back to the, the new go to. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. And now we will get to our Philadelphia game. And yes. I don't need to read anything about this because, yeah. We um, were there. Yeah. We, uh, we. We're at the Philadelphia Eagles-Chicago Bears game. Now, that was my first NFL game, and Dave is rubbing his eyes right now because... Guys, we met a couple of people out there. We were pretty much hanging out with Eagles fans pretty much the entire time. There was a Bears fan There was we one hung out other with. Bears fan that hung out with four other Eagles fans, and then it was me and you. Yeah. And it was funny because I essentially called every mistake the Bears were making before they called Before they happened. Because, because let me let me just say it, the Bears wouldn't run the eye. Oh my God! No, it's not that they wouldn't run the eye. You need to correct yourself. They did run the eye. They and ran they the did eye. It worked, and then they didn't do it after it already worked. The Bears come out first play of the game. They set up in the eye formation, and they get a five yard gain on first down. It is now second and five. Okay, the eye formation worked last week against the Chargers. The eye formation worked on the first play of the game. Let's come out in a uh, single back set with Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen on the line as you're blocking tight ends, which is a mistake. Oh, wait, Mitchell Trubisky is going to check out of the play 
and David Montgomery gets dropped for a four-yard loss. Third and nine. You ran a total of 20 plays, 20 plays in the entire first half for nine total yards. We're not even going to get into all the minutia of what happened with this team in the first half. 20 plays for nine yards. Do you know how many running plays the Bears ran in the first half? How many? Three. First two plays of the first drive, and then they ran another play on their last drive. Okay? 17 passes to three runs. Okay? That is the problem with this team because they come out at halftime, and what do they do? They give up a touchdown pass, a touchdown run to Jordan Howard. The Bears defense... Folds and get, scores nineteen nothing mm-hmm. at that point. Now all of a sudden, hey, let's go into the eye formation and let's start running out of the eye. Now don't get me wrong; they're not getting chunk plays, not going off for eleven yards or twelve yards or fifty yards, six yards, five yards, three yards, four yards. Oh, what's this do? Oh, it sets up the play action. And then what happens? They move the pocket for Mitchell Trubisky, and ta- Gabriel is opened up the seam. If Trubisky leads him a little further, it's a touchdown. It doesn't matter because he ends up scoring a touchdown on the drive anyway. Yeah. But it's 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 the lunacy of it. Why is it that in the second half you come out with this offensive game plan that worked last week against the Chargers, but you didn't use it in the first half? I say it last week. I've said it the week before. Everybody nationally is beating up Mitchell Trubisky. It's everybody. not Mitch. It's not. It's this damn offensive philosophy in which Mr. Nagy had to show Doug Peterson, who's one of his buddies, because they were both on Andy Reid's, you know, staff together. Oh, well, my offensive playbook's bigger. No, my offensive playbook's bigger. Look what I can do with my tight ends. Who can't block? Cut Adam Shaheen. Cut him. It's over. Okay? In 2017, you're... NFL teams are built in the first and the second round. That's where you get your superstars from, right? Fletcher Cox, first round pick. Yep. Right? Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins, who you guys didn't draft, was drafted by the Saints. First round pick. Yep. Right? Chris Long, guy who helped you guys win a Super Bowl. First round pick. Yep. Okay? Let's look at the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack, first round pick. Hmm, let's see. Who else we got there? Leonard Floyd, who's kind of been a bust recently. First round pick. Kyle Fuller, first round pick. Look at the Patriots. A lot of their superstars. First round picks. Look at look at the Lamar Jackson, 31st pick overall. You build through the first two. That's where you get your superstars. You used the number two overall pick where you had the number three pick. You traded up, Ryan Pace. You traded up from three to two to draft a quarterback nobody had in their top 30. You drafted Mitchell Trubisky, number two overall. If you're drafting a number one or a number two pick or a number three pick or a number four pick or a number five pick, they need to be franchise altering in the positive. Yeah, now, not in the negative. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm harboring on Mitchell Trubisky a little bit here, but the real problem is that second round pick. That second round pick was Adam Shaheen, who was a division two tight end. Everyone hailed him as Baby Gronk coming out of the draft. You passed on Alvin Kamara, and you passed on Christian McCaffrey. And look at where they're at. To draft Adam Shaheen. Cut this guy. 
He can't block. He cost the Bears at the end of the game on that damn kickoff. He's the one who fumbled. Yeah. And couldn't recover it. Yeah. And then we picked it up and that's it. And you iced the at, game. Yeah. You iced the game. And I mean, I'm talking a lot about the Bears here, but this is because it's just it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. You have an offensive-minded coach who's too stubborn to work around the limitations of his quarterback at this time. He's not utilizing the most important position in this offensive scheme. In the offensive scheme, if you look at all the people who come from the Andy Reid tree, so you look at Andy Reid, you look at Doug Peterson, and you look at Matt Nagy. What do Andy Reid and Doug Peterson do? They run good offenses. (laughs) They run a particular position very well. What position is that? Tight end? Correct. Yeah. Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, yeah. Who got away with a push-off, and I don't want to hear jack from you about that. Go back and watch that replay. He basically pulls Kyle Fuller down by his face mask to get open. Yeah, that's why they didn't show it on the Jumbotron, buddy. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was on the other side of the field. Yeah, it was on the other it. side of the field. Oh, yeah, you couldn't see. I saw it. I screamed the second it happened. I was like, what is this crap? You, you miss an OPI that, that I could call from? Well, I also called every penalty from up top, too. I was, yeah. I was calling every offsides and everything. And you like called that. every play, too. I was calling every play. It was pretty bad. And, but, and the guys we were standing around with, they just looked at you like, what are you doing? Do you have an earpiece in or something right now? Are you the offensive coordinator? Oh, God. Well, I, if I you were the offensive coordinator, I you would have ran eye formation the whole game. We like, would have been blown out. Yeah, you would have. Because it would just been eye formation. I would have ran right at Fletcher Cox the entire game. Because Fletcher Cox, his eyes were so big in that game. He wanted to get Mitchell Trubisky. He got him once. Yeah. And he helped set up other sacks from blitzing linebackers and blitzing defensive backs. But he wanted, he was hungry for a sack. And he could see, he could see the mismatch the, mismatch the entire game. He could see him against, uh, against James Daniels or him against... um. Cody Whitehair was a huge mismatch, and he was able to take advantage of it on multiple yeah. occasions. But the, th- the 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 thing is, when when you when you have something that's working, just just go with it. Go with it. The Eagles do it. The Eagles do it every week, man. Yeah, every week. Jordan Howard's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. And I'm not saying that because he was a Bears draft pick. I'm saying because it's true. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. He was drafted in a particular round. Hmm. Oh no, he was drafted in the third. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted in the third. But still, you build your team through the draft. Yeah. So you let somebody go that was really important to you. Yeah. For when what? was uh when was Jeffries drafted? Second round. Second round. Okay. Second round. But you you want you want to keep giving me players because I I I, I I I like Alshon Jeffries, but he's not performing how he should be. Uh, I think he's got cinder blocks for hands. Probably he, he may. He did make a clutch third down catch. And that's yes. the other thing that drives me nuts about the Bears, that the Bears punted the ball with like eight minutes to go, and all they did was give up first downs on third down. That defense didn't stop anybody, anybody in that game. They made plays when they had to, but when they, when the Bears needed it the most, they didn't make the plays. It, it's just upsetting. And, you know, props to your, to your Eagles, really. It was, a, it was a good game. It, it was, was it was a great experience, which is why I wanted to really go. Yeah, it it was fun. It was fun. I don't. I'll tell you something right now. <laughs> the Eagles fans are way better than the Patriots fans. Yeah, way yeah. better. I mean, you haven't do... experienced it yet. Okay. Yeah, go to a Patriots game. Okay. It, it's awful. It's awful if you wear an opposing jersey at a Patriots game. It's yeah. it's it. I put it right up there with going to Fenway Park as an Oakland A's fan. 
Okay, I've had beer poured on me because I had an Oakland A's jersey and my team was losing 19-3. to Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't need that. Okay, but I went to Philly. Sure, I had a couple of people mouthing off to me. It's not really a big deal to yeah. me. But I didn't have any of the animosity I, I, I ever get here in New England from yeah, being a Bears fan. It's, it's, just, it's just awful. So I'm done talking about this game. Do you have anything you want to highlight about it, man? Because no, I'm done. I, no, I, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. It was it was a great performance by our boys. Um. It was a good win. It was a win we needed going into this bye. Yeah, you needed it coming into the bye. Because I don't think we're going to – I know we're not going to win out of this bye. You were all confident last week. You were all confident. And now you're coming back to reality. It's like, yeah, the Patriots Patriots are pissed off because they lost. Uh, Oh, Belichick's got two weeks to plan for us. Oh, wait. uh, Yeah, we don't have Folk. We have Wentz. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to get killed. And also, uh, G-Jax is out. Yeah, he's done for the season, right? Yeah. He's done. He's on IR. That's heartbreaking, man. That yeah, is so really heartbreaking. Is. So um, let's go over. Um, so what we, we did yeah, is we, for our mid for our midweeks, uh, for our midseasons, we have our top five teams, bottom five teams. And these aren't necessarily based on records. This is based on how we think they've performed this season. Top five, bottom five, most improved, most disappointing, as well as our MVP. Okay. So you, my top five. You go first. Top five. Uh, I'm going to go one to five. No, no, no. Go five to one. Five to one? Yes. All right. Five, Hawks. Okay. Four, Pack. Okay. Three, Saints. Okay. Two, Ravens. One, Niners. Are you kidding me? No, that's exactly what I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to have to recite mine because it's the exact yeah. same list. Now, I had flip-flopped the Packers and the Seahawks a little bit. I have flip-flopped the Saints and Ravens a couple. Yeah, I, I just couldn't figure out where to put the Packers because I've been super impressed with this defense this year. And all the trades that they made, Zadarius Smith and stuff like that, signing him, he's got eight sacks this year. The defense has really shown up. And then this past week, like yeah. I can't, I can't get this game out of my head. I almost feel like I should have the Seahawks at four and the Packers at five because the Seahawks' losses are so much better. Yeah, I mean they lost to the Ravens. Yeah, and um, I think they have another loss against the Rams or something like that. But it's just, I think it was against the Rams. Yeah, but it's just one of these things that their losses are better than the Packers. So I almost like I have it typed up here. I have Seahawks five, Packers four, Saints three, Ravens two, and Forty Nine ers one. Um, but there's a big omission here. Where are the, where are the Patriots? You know where the Patriots are? I'll put them at tenth. No, 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 no. I'm not going to put them in my power rankings. I'm just saying. Do you know where they are right now? Yeah, you remember um, you remember that uh Dave Chappelle skit with no. the guy. Oh, you never watched Chappelle show? No, I'm not a huge. Chappelle okay, fan. so anybody who's out there who's watched Chappelle show, there's a guy who's always like, he's always scratching, he's always asking for you know his his little you know his eight ball and stuff like that. Um, that's the Patriots right now. Where, where are my one in six teams? Where are my one in five teams? Where where where, yeah. where where are my teams who can't win? Because they can't beat winning teams. No, they, they beat one winning team so far. Yeah, and, and that it, was the Bills. And it took special teams and defense. It wasn't the offense. Yeah. So that to me, they're a top ten team. They're probably the best team in the AFC. Yeah. But the NFC is truly dominant this year. Both of our top fives have four. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Ravens are the top AFC team because yeah. they're my top five. Um, and that's just because they beat the Patriots. Yep. So. Um, but I, I almost want to flip-flop the Packers and the Seahawks after looking over this list and really thinking about what happened to them this week. Okay. But our lists are essentially exactly the same. Yeah. All right, I'll do my bottom five, and I'm going to okay. go from 28 to 32. Yep. Okay, so at 28, I have the Falcons with their Swiss cheese defense. Okay. At 29, I have the Redskins. Okay. At 30, I have the Dolphins. Okay. At 31, I have the Jets. And at 32, I have the toothless Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. 
So mine have the exact same five teams. Well, of course. Mine's a little bit different. Okay. Falcons are number 28. Okay. Then I have the Jets. What? Above the Dolphins? Okay, just finish, finish, because we got to go over that. The Skins. Okay. The Bengals. The Finns. You still have the Finns as the worst team in the NFL? I have zero faith in the Finns for the rest of the season. The Bengals are going to beat them week 16. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. The, uh, Andy Dalton is going to go off. <sighs> Good thing there's no video here because I'm basically having like a, 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 a brain fart. First of all, first of all, first of all. All right. I would take Fitzpatrick right now over Sam Donald. Okay? 100%. Give me Fitzpatrick. Give me his Harvard bearded glory. Okay? <laughs> Give it to me. Because the Jets are about to fire Adam Case. They have no general manager. They're done. They're done. They may be worse than the Bengals. They may be worse than the You'd Bengals. You'd put them at 32. Well, I'm not going to because the Bengals are the worst team. The, the Bengals aren't going to win a game this year. I think they're going to win one. They, they're and not I think beating they're the going to beat the Dolphins. They're not beating the Dolphins. I'm sorry. I'm so- First of all, that game's in Miami. Okay. Okay. Miami's been beaten in Miami before. Yeah, they lost to the Redskins in what what was officially named to a tank bowl. Yeah. Okay. The Dolphins blew that. They beat the Jets. And and my my list makes sense. Okay. Yours yours is all over the place. The Jets over the Dolphins. The Jets just lost to the Dolphins. Okay. The Falcons beat your Eagles. Okay. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Stop bringing this up. Okay. The Redskins beat the Dolphins, who then beat the Jets, and the Bengals haven't beat anybody. But I have this point to bring up. Okay. The Dolphins beat the Jets. Okay. And the Jets beat the Cowboys. That means the Dolphins are better than the Cowboys by science. High five. I'm fine with that. Screw the, I'll, screw I'll, the Cowboys. I'm fine with that science. Anything that puts the Cowboys in their place and their fans, I'm fine with that. All right. Let's move on. Most improved team. Okay. Who do you have? I don't have a team. Okay. I have a division. Okay. It was a division you called out in our first episode. Okay. The NFC West. The whole NFC West is minus the, the Rams are kind of like kind of middling right now. Yeah. But that whole NFC West and I will I will I will single out I will single out the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I will single them out. Yeah, 49ers are undefeated. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks are who they are. The Arizona Cardinals had the number 1 pick last year and they took Kyler Murray and a lot of people gave them crap for it because he was a short quarterback who hadn't really done much except win the Heisman Trophy. Which is a big deal, but look at some of the guys who've won the Heisman Trophy who've come out of college: Reggie Bush, um, Tim Tebow, uh, Vince Young. The list is on and on and on of guys who just didn't succeed in the NFL. Yeah, the Cardinals started this season zero three, zero three and one. Yeah, then they rattle off three in a row. Yeah, okay. They've improved vastly, and a lot of it has to do with a lot of the team unison. They made a huge trade for Carryon Johnson this past week. Yeah. Before the trade deadline. Um, and that's a nice weapon to complement who Kyler Murray is. It's a good running back who can take screen passes, can give him a little bit of breathing room. I I really like what the Cardinals have built. They're not gonna contend this year. They're not gonna they're not gonna all of a sudden catch fire and make the playoffs. That's not what's gonna no. happen. But do this I, could this could start the snowball effect. Exactly. Could this give Larry Fitzgerald one last ride off into the sunset. What Kurt, what Larry Fitzgerald did for Kurt Warner with his last ride could essentially this team being built right now give Larry Fitzgerald his last ride? 
I think that because look, just hear me out. How long? How many years does Larry Fitz have left? He may have two or three. He may be in the same boat. As so Adrian then Peterson. I'll say his last year will be when he can do it because it won't be next year. Why not? Because I don't think they're going to have that snowball built enough yet. Because they're going to end at the bottom of the NFC. Yeah, which means that West they get, right now. which means that they get to pick on all the cannon fodder of every other division next year. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay. My thing with this Cardinals team right now is it mirrors that Kurt Warner team very much. Is that the 2009, the one that they played the Steelers? Steelers. That team and this team remind me a lot of similar things, okay? You have a stifling defense that's being built through pass rushing. Chandler Jones is one of the leads leaders in, in, in sacks right now, okay? Um... You still have Patrick Peterson, who's a hell of a cornerback, okay? So you have somebody who you can put on an island if you decide to be a little bit aggressive and blitz. But they haven't necessarily needed to do the blitzing. And then this offense has the weapons. Larry Fitzgerald can still go. The guy can still play. Um, Kyler Murray, I'm not sure what he is right now. The guy can go and have a great play, and then the next play he takes a 25-yard sack. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. But to me, my highlight, who's improved the most to me, is the entirety of the NFC West because the 49ers are playing very well. The the Rams are the Rams. The Seahawks are just... Again, I did not have two teams coming out of this division. Yeah. I had three teams coming out of the North, and you had three teams coming out of this. So I will tip my cap. You can have your comeuppance because yeah. it looks like three teams are coming out of this division. Yeah, it's a high chance with LA and Seattle coming out of this yes. with the Niners winning it. Do the Vikings hold on? Is the real question? And can the Bears catch fire? That's the other question. Because I'm s- not going to answer either of those questions. Well, I I will answer it when I come to my biggest disappointment. So okay, my most improved team is out of the out of the West, and that's the Niners. Okay, because they went from four and twelve last year, and I think it was either like four and twelve or three and thirteen the season before mm-hmm. to winning the first eight games of their season. Yeah, they're not winning this week. They're playing Seattle. I don't think they win this week. They're playing Seattle in Seattle. Oof. I don't think they win this week. Okay. But they did just beat Arizona in Arizona. Yeah, but it, it, that game was very tight, too. And, yeah. And, I mean, Seattle just gave up a bunch of points to the Buccaneers as well. So yeah. that's going to be a very interesting game. You know yeah. I mean? That's going to be very interesting. Now, I will say my most disappointing team first. Yeah, you go ahead. Because I had so much praise in them at the beginning of the season, and that is... The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you were all on the Falcons. I was all about the Falcons this year. Once they beat the Eagles, I thought, okay, they're going to skyrocket. And they haven't won a single game since. Nope. They are 1-7. Yeah. Yeah. You're Mr. Do I even have to say it? Da Bears. Oh, it is. Da Bears. It is. It is. It was close because I was almost going to go with the Browns because they have a worse record than the Bears. But because the Bears are stinging me so much... And the way that they're losing games. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have beaten the Broncos. So, there's another loss. So, they should actually be 2-5 and five right now. They should have the same record as the Browns. I mean... No, they shouldn't have beaten the Broncos. It took a last-second field goal, and it took an and it took a roughing the passer penalty to even set them up with that. Okay. Okay? Their two wins should be against the Vikings and the Redskins. Okay. That's it. All right. All right? My problem is, there is no identity to this team. No. You talk about this stifling defense... Well, a stifling defense that can't get off the field on third down. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, he, it's like it's like he's a magnet, right? 
you know, you have your positive side and your negative side. So Tariq Cohen is this positive side magnet, and the sideline is the negative side, and all he does is just run to the sideline. He doesn't know how to go north-south. He just goes east-west all game. Yeah. You have an offensive line that you shuffled at training camp to move James Daniels from guard and move Cody White here to center. I mean, from center to guard and James Daniels from guard to center. Yeah. And all the offensive line has looked like is shredded cheese this year. They may yeah. be like the second or third worst offensive line in the NFL. Really. Houston's probably one because poor Deshaun Watson gets hit more than anybody else in the NFL. Yeah, and surprisingly, he's still... Yeah, he's is performing. Yeah, he's the only one from that draft that is performing. Yeah, and hasn't ha- and hasn't missed a game due to injury. Yeah, so it and it, it all falls on the head coach. It really all falls on the head coach. Um, and I praised him at the beginning of the year. I, I said he was a top ten coach in the NFL. And he, you know what? He may be. He just needs to get out of his own head, and that's the problem. Is he's so. He's so much in his head when it comes to, I need to do this play call, and I need to do this trick play, and, oh, wait, this worked last year. Dude, they're talking about, in, uh, this week, they're facing the Lions. They're talking about going back and looking at film from last year to what they did against that Lions defense. That is not the same Lions defense as last year. You know why? Because Matt Patricia's had another year to ingratiate the stuff that he wants to ingratiate with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I mean, we'll go over you know next week's schedule and we'll go over our picks, Yeah. but... It, I jokingly said that the Bears are going to rattle off their next eight and finish the season eleven and five. Yeah, they'll be lucky if they win four of their next eight. They'll be lucky if they finish the season seven and nine. They're lucky if they really lucky. Wow. They won't. They they may not break five hundred this year. Wow. They they may not break five hundred, and that's and that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing when you consider the talent, and that's why I said the Browns and the Bears are the AFC NFC mirror images of each other right now. Okay. They both should have the same record. They should both be two and five. All right. And that's it. That's just it. it. It's so disappointing to see them be as bad as they are. It just really is. It really is. Yeah. So All right. One more. We have one more mid. Oh. MVP. Who do you have as your MVP as of right now? Okay. I sat there and I did a lot of stats on two players. Okay. To me, right now, the MVP is Russell Wilson. Okay, mine's a quarterback as well. Okay, and I think I know who your quarterback is, and it's just because it was the second guy on my list. So Lamar actually, Jackson. Yeah, it works really nicely that you picked him and I picked Wilson. So I will let you go first with your argument for Lamar Jackson, and I want you to shoot down my argument for Russell Wilson. So go ahead. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, the reason I picked him is because the Ravens have, in my opinion, struggled at the quarterback position. I was never a big Joe Flacco fan. He has a ring. He does have a ring, but look at what he's doing with Denver right now. So, he... I think picking up Lamar Jackson and getting rid of Joe Flacco and, and the way that he can run the ball, he is a mobile quarterback, which I love mobile quarterbacks. Okay. Nick Foles is eh. If a mobile quarterback. Okay. Carson Wentz is eh if a mobile quarterback. I feel like if the Eagles had a mobile quarterback, we would be a better team than we are. Okay. And I like Lamar Jackson because he has that mobility, but he also has the passing strength and the rushing strength. He can set up good rushes, and he can set screens, and he can send it down the field okay. if need be. Okay. So why isn't Russell Wilson the MVP? 
I just don't like Russell Wilson. <laughs> but you like Seattle. I do like Seattle. I like Tyler Lockett. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Which Wait, s- hold on. You know why I didn't pick Russell Wilson? Why? Because you sent this on me last minute, and I didn't think of Russell Wilson while I was at work. That's bogus. I don't want to hear that. I didn't think of Russell so- Wilson. He's the first name on my list. He's the first name on everybody's list. He should be the first name on everybody's list. You know why? Because nobody else could do in Seattle what Russell Wilson's doing in Seattle. He is the most important wheel in any machine on any team in the NFL. And I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's having a hell of a season. Don't get me wrong. He's basically, I think, top 10, if not just outside of the top 10, in rushing yards, period. Yeah. Whether you're running back or quarterback. He's on pace for like 1,200 yards this year as a quarterback rushing, okay? Yeah. He's having a great season. But when your touchdown to interception ratio is 22 to 1, you've led your team on four, not one, but four fourth quarter or overtime game winning drives. You just did it this week when your kicker essentially cost you that game by missing two field goals where you never should have had to go into overtime against the Buccaneers team that your defense led up 33 points against. 34. Okay. Th- 30 even worse. There's another point. Jameis Winston hasn't scored 34 points in his entire career, and you gave up 34 points against the Bucs. He didn't throw a single pick in this game. He's been Mr. Give the Ball Away just as bad as... Um, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield or or uh, Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? You take Russell Wilson off of the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seattle Seahawks are a middling 3-5, and 4-4 and four team. Okay. You take Lamar Jackson off the Baltimore Ravens, they may still have a winning record because I think they could still win with someone like Joe Flacco. I'm not saying that Joe Flacco is the end-all, be-all when it comes to quarterbacks. But why is Joe Flacco struggling in Denver? Because he has a defensive-minded coach who isn't doing anything with his offense. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl being carried by a great Ravens defense, but made plays when he had to make plays. Remember, he beat Denver in that playoff game with a nice pass deep to, to, to win that game, to seal that game. So they could win with Joe Flacco. They couldn't have the success that they're having because don't get me wrong, they weren't going to go into New England with Joe Flacco and 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 uh, and win and this past no. week. No, it took no. A, that was in Baltimore. Uh, oh, whatever. I'm sorry. In Baltimore, they weren't going to win. Either way, they weren't going to beat the Patriots with Joe Flacco. He's proven that no. he can't beat them. I mean, don't get me wrong. A missed field goal from somebody once cost the Ravens. They could have won back to back championships with uh, Ray Lewis, but they didn't. But take Wilson. Off the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are nowhere near the team that they are. Okay, no I will give you that. So, um, so we're going to move on to a little bit of baseball real quick. Um, season is over, um, but next week there's going to be even more awards. Um, they're giving them out tonight, technically, as of recording this, but we're going to talk about it next week because we're not going to... Anyway. We're not going to wait. Uh, Gold Glove Awards. Uh, I'm just going to run through. Run through them real quick. And if you want to comment on them, go ahead. Um, first bla- first base. Well, is this American League or National League? I'm sorry. I'm going to do both. All right, so you're going to do both? I'm going to do first base, American League, National League. Okay. Second base, American League, National League. Okay. First base, the American League winner, Matt Olson with the Oakland A's. Boom, baby. And he missed a full he, he missed a full month. Yeah, he did. He's he's just an unbelievable first baseman. And then the National League winner, Anthony Rizzo. 
over Freddie Freeman. That's shocking. But Freddie Freeman wasn't even a. Uh, I know it's it's just crazy. Yeah, it was uh, Christian Walker and Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Uh, second base, the American winner is uh, Yolmer Sanchez over Jose Altuve and DJ Lemayu. I could see it. I mean, Altuve is a phenomenal shortstop, but he's also very well protected by the rest of the middle infield too. Yeah. <laughs> National League winner, uh, winner Colton Wong over Ozzy Albies and Adam Frazier. Well, uh, I think Wong's won two in a row or something like that. He's he's been yeah. very good defensively for, yeah. for a while for St. Louis. Shorty. Uh, for the American League, Francisco Lindor over Marcus Simeon and Andralte, uh, Andralton Simmons. Man, my boy Simeon. But I, I get it. I do get it. Lindor is unbelievable. Yeah. And then the National League winner was Nick Ahmed over Paul DeJong and Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. Third base, Matt Chapman. Best. You got him on the corners. Best defensive player in the majors, period, regardless of position, is Matt Chapman. Best. He won the Platinum Glove last year. He's going to win it again this year. All right. And the runners-up with Alex Bregman and David Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Nationally was Nolan Arenado over Anthony Rendon and Josh Donaldson. Okay. So, two things I want to highlight about this third-base position right now. One, you have Josh Donaldson in the National League, right? Getting yeah. recognition. Yeah. What team did he play for? Uh, Bl- uh, Blue Jays. Before that. A's. That's right. The A's have always been able to filter out excellent third basemen, whether it was Eric Chavez, Josh Donaldson, and now Matt Chapman. And did you know, I brought this up to you, about Nolan Arenado and Matt Chapman. They played on the exact yes, did bring same high school team. Exact same high school team at the exact same time. That left side of that infield was incredible. That coach didn't have to worry about anything. And Chapman was a third baseman, not Arenado. Yeah. So that's Arenado a, was in the short. That that says a lot, a lot about who Matt Chapman is as a player because so, um, if I remember correctly, the top defensive third baseman in all of Major League Baseball for like four straight years was like Nolan Arenado or something yeah. like that. Matt Chapman's taken it the last two. Yep. And he's going to take it again next year. And he's going to take it the year after that. He's going to take it the year after that. He's going to take it the year after that. The kid's the best defensive player in the majors, yeah. bar none. Yeah. Better than better than Jackie Bradley. Yeah. He makes better I'll give plays. Me that. He, yeah. His defensive... Run saved is so much better than anybody so else. So I'll say this right now: best infield, Matt Chapman. Best outfield, Jackie Bradley. Best overall, Matt Chapman. Yeah, yeah. And the Oakland A's have the best infield in yeah. the majors, and the Red Sox. Red Sox have the best outfield. outfield. Yeah. Uh, left field uh, for the American League was Alex Gordon over Robbie Grossman and Andrew Benintendi. Oh, look at that! Another Oakland A on the another yeah. Oakland A on the roster right there. Yeah, another Red Sox. Well, that's the first one. Our first Red Sox. Yeah, because yeah, the other two are coming. The out. other two, yeah. Two out of the uh, two out of the four. Yeah. Um, National League: David Peralta, uh, one of our Juan Soto, and Hunter uh, Renfro. Yep. Renfro. Renfro. Yep. The American League winner for center field: uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. That kid's unbelievable. Took man. over Mike Trout and Jackie Bradley Jr. That kid is Kevin Kiermeyer. Insane, insane, dude. Insane. Oh my god. And the NL winner was Lorenzo Cain over Victor Robles and Harrison Bader. Mm-hmm. The American League winner for right field. Moogie Betts for the Boston Red Sox, but not for long. Yeah. Um, uh, over Cole Calhoun and Josh Reddick. Mm-hmm. And the National League winner, Cody Bellinger, of course. Ah. Over Bryce Harper and Jason Hayward. Hey, Bryce couldn't even get a couldn't, yeah. even, couldn't even get a gold glove as consolation for the World Series championship. Yeah. And for catcher, Roberto Perez for the American League over mm-hmm. Danny Jansen and Christian Vasquez. And JT Real Muto. 
uh, for the National League over Austin Hedges and Yadier Molina. Now, the nice thing is, is um, remember how we talking about full-time catches winning that award? The kid from Cleveland's a full-time catcher. Perez, he's yeah. a full-time catcher. He plays every game, and that's why he deserves that. And the same thing with uh, same thing with the National League. I mean, Yadier Molina is part of that dynasty, you know. Yeah. But it's nice to see kind of a changing of the god a little bit there. Yeah. And for pitcher, uh, the American League winner, Mike Leakey, mm-hmm. uh, over Jose Barrios and Lucas Giel- uh, Giolito. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Granke for the National League over Jack uh, Flaherty and Aaron Nola. Now, it's funny because Granky finished the season in the American League. Did he not? Um, didn't he get traded to the Houston Atlanta. Astros? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. So he somehow was the best defensive pitcher in the National League when he finished the season in the American League. Oh, and don't worry, because he won the Silver Slugger tonight, too, because the Silver Sluggers were announced, too. Oh. So I'll go over the Silver, silver Sluggers with everybody right now. So, if anybody doesn't know, Silver Sluggers is the best hitter at each position. Okay. And it doesn't split American and National uh, it's split, No, it splits American and it splits National. Okay. So, in the National League, your Silver Sluggers winner... Uh, hold on. If this thing's going to load up for me, I apologize. Oh, here we go. So, we'll go American League first. I'm sorry. So, okay. in the American League, your AL winners in the outfield were George Springer of the Astros... Mookie Betts of the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Soon not to be formally. And Mike Trout of the Angels. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. The National League was Ronald Acuna Jr. for the uh, Atlanta Braves. Oh, yeah. Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers. Yep. And Christian Yelich for the Brewers. Yeah, of course. Okay. In the American League, your first baseman was Carlos Santana of the Cleveland Indians and Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Your second baseman was Jose Albes of the Atlanta Braves. And DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees. Okay. Shortstop was Xander Bogats. Yep. He definitely deserved it in the American League. But there should have been a little bit more contention for Marcus Simeon, and we're going to get to that. Okay. And in the National League was Trevor uh, Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. Yep. Third baseman was Anthony Rendon of the Nationals and Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. Rafael Devers is probably like a close second or third on that one. Yeah, yeah. For catcher, you had Mitch Garver for the Minnesota Twins and JT Realmodo of the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. Designated hitter was Nelson Cruz of the Twins. Yep. Obviously, that Twins lineup was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They, hit, they set the uh, Major League Baseball record for home runs in a single yeah, season. Yeah, they did. Yep. Pitcher, Zach Granke. Yep. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, won the Silver Slugger. Yep. And again, he got he, traded. He got traded. He didn't even finish the season in the National League. They just which, which that's actually a huge up yeah. for the uh, the Strohs when yeah. they played in Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you had a pitcher who could actually hit. Yeah. So um, another big thing that they kind of went over, um, they haven't announced the winner yet, um, but MVPs. They actually announced the finalists for the MVP. Um, uh, let me get you the list of the MVP finalists. Um is there anything you have to say about the Silver Sluggers? Is there anybody you think kind of no. got snubbed, didn't make it? No, because our, our biggest hitters uh, for the Red Sox in particular were uh, Betts, Bogarts, and uh, Devers, mm-hmm. which the third base the third base position is overstacked in the entire league. There are so many good third basemen in the league. Yeah. So I understand Devers not winning it, but if they had like a leaderboard, he'd probably be second or third, in my opinion. Because Devers had a standout year behind that plate. 
He had a standout year. You got your MVPs? Okay. So, American League MVP finalists. Now, two of these guys were shoo-ins. Yeah. Okay? Two of these guys were shoo-ins. The third guy was very sneaky, and a lot of Yankees fans are upset that DJ LeMahieu was not a finalist. So the two shoo-ins that everyone was talking about being MVP finalists in the American League were Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros yep. and Mike Trout of the, yeah, the, of the Angels. Angels. Trout should win this award. Yeah, he should. But the AL West is very well represented in this because not only did the Astros get a representative and the Angels get a representative, but the Oakland Athletics and Marcus Simeon was a finalist for the, for the MVP. MVP. Okay? And it's incredible because someone like Trout is going to win this award even though he's missed the last month of the season because he was just so dominant this year, right? Yeah. Marcus Simeon didn't miss a game this year. He played all 162. That's crazy. Completely. Okay? That never happens. Never happens. He tied in Oakland Rec- Oakland Athletics franchise record for runs scored in the season with 123, tying Reggie Jackson. That's crazy. Okay? He broke Ricky Henderson's home run record from the leadoff position in Major League Baseball history for a single season. Wow. Okay? Simeon was the cog in the... Remember we were talking about in the NFL how Russell Wilson is that cog? That's who Marcus Simeon is. Don't get me wrong. Trout is a generational talent. Trout is most likely going to win this award. Yeah. Okay? But if we're going to look at a single piece, when you talk most valuable, is who is the most valuable to your team? The Angels did not make the playoffs this year. They missed the playoffs. Yeah. Okay? Trout didn't play all 162, and he's never played 162 in his entire career. He's always had injury-shortened seasons and stuff like that. The A's are not the A's this year without Marcus Simeon. They no. were missing Matt Olson to begin the year. They had a lot of flux when it came to their relief pitching. The guy was a gold glove finalist for his position as well. I'm not trying to be a homer and I'm not trying to be biased. Yeah. This guy should get the MVP award. He really should. He okay. really, really, really should. I mean, you can go and make your arguments if you want for Trout or Bregman. Uh, wait, wait, yeah, it was Bregman who was the other finalist. No, but, like, I, I completely agree with you. Like, I don't follow. When it comes to baseball, I don't follow it as closely as I follow football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that Trout Trout should win it. He, no, it's not that he should. Trout will win it. He will win it. Whether or not he should is a completely different yeah. argument. Because, again, we, we jokingly talked about earlier Alex Rodriguez being on a losing team but winning the MVP. Yeah. He was on the Rangers, and he won. I said the, I said the Mariners earlier. He wasn't on the Mariners. He was on the Rangers when he won the MVP. They were a losing team. I think they had lost 100 games that year. But somehow, yeah. some way... The baseball writers thought, well, they probably would have lost 120 without him. Okay? Yeah. That that is not an MVP. An MVP is a guy who is a piece in your team that helps elevate your team. We were beating up Mitchell Trubisky earlier. You know, number two overall pick. You're not supposed to you're supposed to be a franchise altering player in the positive direction. Yeah. That's what Marcus Simeon has been this year for the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. He was a gold glove contender. Finalist, yeah. Finalist at the shortstop position. He played all 162 games, did not miss a start. Did not miss a start this year. Yeah. Scored 123 runs. Broke Ricky Henderson's major league record for home runs from the leadoff position. Okay? He protects other people in that lineup, whether it be Matt Olson or Matt Chapman. He 
he he just is the the grease and the cog that makes the machine of the Oakland Athletics offense and defense work. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. The hot corners are well, well stocked for many yeah. years. I'm I'm super excited to be an Oakland yeah. A's fan because I got Matt Chapman on one side and I got Matt Olson on the other. Yeah. But you know what the Oakland A's actually have? They have the killer M's. Matt, Marcus, and Matt. Yeah. They have it. That that team is set for some time. Yeah. No, you got the killer M's, we got the killer B's. Y- yes. But not for much longer. No, because... Uh, Bets is going bye bye. Yeah, it looks that way. It definitely looks that I'm way. I'm just gonna bring up that little bit of little bit of news right now. Um JD Martinez has declined giving up his uh re signing ability. Mm-hmm. Well, he declined leaving. Yeah, correct. So, so he's he, he's he's staying for a took, couple more years. He took his um he took his player option. Yeah. But Betts and the Sox have not been in conversation because Betts wants so much money that the Red Sox can't give him. So it looks like Mookie Betts will find his way to another franchise next season. Which is unfortunate because that's an outfield that we need. It's a bat you guys need. Yeah. Because your pitching is not where it needs no, to be. No, it's not. At, not whatsoever. We we deserve to be third this year. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So. Yeah, you did. It, it, it was, uh, it was a, little, uh, a little puzzling to see. Yeah, it was. The World apart. Series team fall apart that much. But, again, a lot of it has to do with... The record-breaking ba- team last year. A lot of it has to do with the fact that your pitching did not live up. It, it was simple as that. You know, you were talking before about... um, um, What's his name? Um, Chris Sale. Yeah. The guy, just, the guy just couldn't keep it together. You know what I mean? It, it, no. it sucks. Um, the one last award I wanted to go over was NL MVP. Three finalists are Bellinger, Rendon, and Yelich. I think Yelich will take it. You do? Yeah. I like Bellinger. Okay, yeah. I like Bellinger. He has a better war. Yeah. Win against replacement, so I, that's what I have. Um, quickly highlight NL Cy Young, Jacob DeGrom, um, Ryu from the Dodgers, and then Max Scherzer from the Nationals. It's going to go to DeGrom. The guy, the guy I, he's always on a bad team, but... Yeah, he his uh, quality starts streak is incredible. Uh, AL Cy Young is Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton from the Rays, or Justin Verlander from the Astros. Verlander, Verlander. I yeah. think Verlander is going to win another one. And then, um, last but not least, rookies of the year: Pete Alonso from the Mets, Mike Sorka from the uh, Braves, or Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. I like Pete Alonso. I like Alonso. He as well. broke the uh, major league record for um, home runs from a rookie. Yeah, he broke Mike Ju- um, Aaron Judge's record. Yeah. And then AL Rookie of the Year is Yonder Alvarez from the Astros, Brandon Lowe from the Rays, or John Means from the Orioles. And it's going to go to Al- Alvarez from the Astros. Yeah. He, I mean, he's the best rookie in the Astros, yeah. You know what I mean? He he, he was a good cog in that machine. So. Yeah. Um, anything else we have to highlight this week? No, I don't think there's much uh, NHL stuff. We'll definitely re re. Yeah, we'll revisit the fact that, next you know. Week. The, we had a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, I mean, nice trip. To uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. It was a great trip. Uh, there was a, a hiccup with the hotel room, but yeah. that's a different story. Yeah. We didn't really get into um, our week 10 predictions, unfortunately. We didn't no. miss that. But yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, I'm so messed up in my pick and league that I really don't care at this point. Yeah, me I as have, well. To me, the team I'm watching right now is the Bears. Um, I think they can get a bounce back this week against the uh, the Lions. Your team's on a bye. Yeah, my team's on a bye. My friend's team's on a bye. Oh, yeah? Um, Who's your friend's team? Uh, she's a Pats fan. Oh, she's a Pats fan? Well, yeah. that should be a very interesting in a couple of weeks yeah. because you guys are all going to be uh facing off against each other. Yeah. Um 
Uh, I'm just kind of quickly skimming over this list real quick. Uh, there doesn't look like any kind of like. You know what? Screw it. Let's just. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up the pick'em. Okay. Pick'em competition. All right. And uh, let's let's see how bad I do this week because I get called out every week by everybody who listens to this. Detroit at Chicago. Chicago. Detroit. Baltimore at Cincy. Baltimore. Baltimore. Cleveland. Uh, Buffalo. Cleveland. Cleveland. Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. Uh, Giants at Jets. Uh, Jets. Giants. Uh, Arizona at Tampa. Uh, Arizona. Tampa. Miami at Indy. Uh, Indy. Indy. Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. L.A. at Pittsburgh. Uh, I had Pittsburgh. I said that earlier. L.A. Uh, Minnesota at Dallas. Um, Minnesota. You need that. So I, I'll give you that. I pick Minnesota. Uh, Seattle at San Fran. San Fran. Seattle. Boy, there aren't money that we agreed on this week. No. Nope. Uh, we just hammered through that real quick. Yep. Did you get all uh, Ravens at Bengals? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said Ravens. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I said Baltimore at Bengals. Oh, that's why. That's why. I, I said Baltimore at Cincy. Yeah. Okay. Baltimore so. at Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it for this week's show. Um, I think that's going to call it call it a day. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Like you yeah. said, a lot to talk about. Yeah. This show. So if you guys notice, this show is actually longer than this week's wrestling show. Yeah. Well, because we had a lot of excitement. Yeah. We were in Philly. Yeah, we were. So and I had a lot to go off on. Yes. I apologize, guys. Yeah, it's fine. I'm the heel. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So I think that's going to call it it for this show, uh, for this episode. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, like, subscribe, share. Um, and we just got two words for you. Two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.